Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know, last year in the Super Bowl, there was lots of bets going on. Uh, a lot of people got nervous when Kansas City was down, even in the fourth quarter, but they pulled through for those Kansas City betters, and they're right back here in the opener this season. So for game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. What's up, Clipper Nation? We are back. Jesse Cass and Alex Acker here with you for a new episode of the Believe in Clippers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Alex, we had a, a little bit of time to kind of regather, regroup, and uh, lo and behold, the NBA, the next NBA season is, is fast approaching now, so we got a lot to talk about this week. Definitely, definitely do, for sure. A lot of things are evolving, so it's getting back to basketball season right now, yep. Yeah, and obviously on the, on the Clipper front of things, the last time we talked was you know breaking down the announcement of of Ty Lue becoming the head coach, and uh, you know we had some speculation on who would be part of his coaching staff, but now we have pretty much all the names that we know, and it's a it's quite a list, quite a staff that he's put together uh, to join him to to take over for this new era of Clippers basketball, and uh, you know a couple of the names we talked about we knew. Chauncey Billups and Larry Drew, those were actually the last ones finalized, but they're in there, and alongside them, you got Kenny Atkinson, who was, of course, most recently the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, and and Dan Craig, a uh, you know highly touted assistant with the Miami Heat. Both of those guys, huge in player development, which I know the Clippers want to mm-hmm. focus on. So just your thoughts on the assembling of this coaching staff that Tyler's put together with, with those names, Atkinson, Craig, Chauncey Billups, and, uh, and Larry Drew. No, I mean, they have all good ties uh, to Ty- Tyrone Lou. Um, it's built on trust and the foundation of, of you know, um, just helping and, and being for different aspects, you know, from Chauncey Billups' standpoint of, of, of leadership on the court of a player that he has uh, portrayed himself to be. Um, it's, it's very valuable. We talked about that last podcast. And a lot of other familiar uh, attributes as far as the coaching staff they have. Uh, Tyrone Lewis is real familiar with what they bring to the table. So uh, that's a, it's a good look for sure. Um, just from that standpoint, I know that the Clippers um, are anxious to win and get over this hump, this you know, this hurdle that they're trying to get over. And uh, they're pulling out all the stunts, all the power horses, you know, from the coaching staff to the players. Yeah, no question. We know that. We've talked about that too, that Steve Ballmer is going to, kind of open up the checkbook and, and really allow the, the <laughs> team to get up, yeah. whoever they need to get to try to, to get over that hump, like you said. But I know we talked about it a little bit last time, 
but you, of course, having personal experience playing with Chauncey Billups, uh, yeah. what do you think as far as you know his ability? He's always been a leader. He's always been a great point guard, a great player. How that yeah. translates for him and what you see for him, uh, you know, in the coaching ranks as an assistant here with the Clippers. Yeah, he's a he, he has both sides of, of of a leadership. You know, um, I, I see see him uh, leading as a individual as far as um, what he brings to the table, um, just off actions. You know what I mean? Um, people look to him and they see, you know, uh, he has that wow wild factor has been a leader of his actions and examples um and on communication you know um i've gotten firsthand a look at him countless times you know leading in practice being the first leader and um you know and it shows from that standpoint you know the first practice is going to standpoint of a lot of things that needs to be orchestrated out um and he's going to be a, a general that tyrone Lou looks forward to um, he gets that that the the wow factor as far as when he's talking, everybody's got all eyes on on him because um, you know it's powerful what he's going to bring to the table, and those little things that's needed to winning a championship, he has all those caliber things for. Yeah, no question, and, and obviously the you know championships like you said are, are won by the players on the court, but you know it definitely yeah. doesn't hurt to get yourself a you know guys like this who can really help out in a number of ways where of course Tyron Lue similar to Chauncey you know he's obviously won a championship as a head coach he's one of those guys that had a long career as a player has been around all the greats from Jordan to Kobe to LeBron Um, so you know he commands respect in that way and then you've got on the other side of the staff of course Kenny Atkinson known as you know an innovative offensive coach and someone who got a lot out of those Nets teams before they had a lot of talent And, and Dan Craig Similarly, with this Miami Heat team, he was part of that staff that really got a lot out of those young guys and Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. So you know that's yeah. something that the Clippers are looking for with who, whatever young players that they have on their roster that they're looking to develop. Yeah, 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 it's true. It's true. Yeah, and like yeah. we said, the, the NBA season is all of a sudden not too far away. Uh, you know, in the past yeah. few weeks, there had been negotiations about if the season would start just before Christmas or a little bit after the new year, but with so much money that could have been lost and left on the table, uh, it almost seemed inevitable that it would be that December 22nd start that was agreed upon uh, just the other day. So that's going to be the go-ahead for the league. And Let's go. And free agency, all of a sudden you look down at the at the calendar uh, next Friday, so about you know eight days before free agency gets going. Of course, the draft is on next Wednesday. Uh, so we'll really start to see the you know the trade wins and the free agency pick up in a big big way in this next week and a half and uh, we know that the Clippers of course you know cap wise don't have a lot to do but uh, they're going to be looking to aggressively improve their roster and it'll be really interesting True. to see you know what direction they want to go. True for sure and I, I think we got a lot of bodies on this team as far as free agencies from Jackson and Morris and you know Patterson as well. Um, you know it's good to see if they can put a, something together. If not, or keep them, you know, they they bring uh, a lot of things um, as far as every single body on this on this team. But you know, it's 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 cutthroat. You know, that's what this business is, and there's no no hard feelings at all. They're out to get what they want, you know, and they're putting everything, all their eggs in the basket. So you know, um, free agency. It's a lot of people out here right now that are looking for a good team to be a contender for sure. 
Yeah, no question. And in this episode in particular, we're going to focus on on the point guard position. We know the Clippers, as you mentioned, have their own free agents who they can all re-sign if they choose. And, you know, as you mentioned, a few of them, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Jermichael Green, Montrezl Harrell, you know, Patrick Patterson. So those will be important moves. But a lot of the discussion has been, you know, rightly or wrongly about uh, point guard play. And we know that, you know, Patrick Beverly is a great player, but he's had trouble staying healthy. Um, you know, the talk about maybe they need more of a playmaker, whether that's true or not, that's been kind of a focus on the outside. So we're going to dive into a lot of those those options uh, in the point guard market. Uh, and and Alex, since uh, since your your you know social media name is Ackright, we're gonna we're gonna use that to parlay into our segment. We'll call this right or wrong, and I'm gonna give you you know go down the list here, and you're gonna say if you feel these guys would be a good fit if they're right or if they're a bad fit if they're wrong uh for the clippers this offseason so let's uh let's dive into some point guard options and uh, and see what we can find for the clippers in this offseason okay all right so the first one name that we've seen reported mark stein reported the clippers are interested he of course just won a championship with the team down the hall in the lakers rajon rondo do you think uh we feel right or wrong for the clippers on, on rajon rondo as a point guard option Man, I would feel 100% right about that. You know what I mean? They need that tenacity. Um, but as far as uh, they keep uh, <laughs> Patrick Beverly, it's going to definitely clash. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's not going to mix well at all. But Ray John Rondo would be a great fit because he doesn't take away anything. He just adds more value. Being that, that he's a seasoned uh, veteran that he is, he knows how to blend in and you know put the spotlight on the, the stars of what they are. You know, and giving them in the right position to to execute, um, that, it'd be a great fit for sure. Yeah, the the funny thing about Rondo, and I think Laker fans <clears throat> rode this roller coaster most of the year as well. You know, he was legitimately for a while in the regular season had long stretches where he was really bad, and then you look at the playoffs, he was phenomenal. Where you know he kind of has that switch where when it's playoff time, he has another gear and just another level yeah. and. Um, you know, I'm sure that can be frustrating as a fan sometimes. And, you know, there are faults in his game in terms of the outside shooting, but, uh, in turn, you know, we saw it in these playoffs, there is something there in playoff basketball where his game translates there really well. So even though there might be, you know, some bumps and grinds during the season, I tend to agree that, uh, you know, his shooting might be an issue at times and, and spacing the floor, but I think defensively, his ability to set up other guys and break down the defense, I, especially for the price that yeah. he could probably be be had for, I think it's a, it could be a good fit. Yeah, no, he makes the right read for sure. He, he's developed a good jump shot um, off the dribble. I've seen him knock down a lot of shots that was, you know, not so much clutch, but they're leaving him open, and he was able to take those shots without hesitating. You know, um, make or miss, you got to take those shots and be 100% in when you do take shots. But as far as his game, man, I uh, people that know basketball, and I say no basketball, know the the full basketball of 82-game season, the veterans really are just trying to get in shape during the season. I'm not <laughs> going to lie to you. <laughs> I've, I've witnessed uh, countless uh, uh, players that I've been with. Uh, one in particular was uh, Rasheed Wallace. You know, he used us rookies just to get him to the playoffs, you know what I mean? He was just really <laughs> out, <laughs> out to left for that standpoint, getting in shape during the season. And, uh, you know, I think his work ethic as far as um, 
uh, um, uh, what he brings is 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 just measured for for the um, for the playoffs. You know, I think he's a playoff contender, and he only wants to win championships. He can care less about any um, accolade um, moving into the playoffs. All right, so we'll knock that one into into the right column. Uh, let's go down the list again. Uh, I'll give the caveat that this is a player who probably will end up out of the price range for the Clippers, um, but we'll throw it in there anyway. He's a free agent. Uh, Goran Dragic, most recently, of course, the Miami Heat, uh, right or wrong? Yeah, nah, I think Goran Dragic is going to die of Miami Heat. They love him there, yeah. you know what I mean? They really love him, and they said that that was the first person they're targeting um, after the playoffs uh, was over. But for sure, Goran Dragic, he, man, that guy, he's fearless, man. The dragon. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't get that nickname for no reason, you know. And um, he plays with a hundred percent attitude and demeanor, and uh, you know he's 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 a killer, man, on, on the court. You know, nobody can stop him. They know which way he's going left twenty four hours at a time. <laughs> they can't stop that guy, man. You know what I mean? I had the privilege of working out with him, and he's a machine. He doesn't stop. Yeah, no, I think. In an ideal world, it would be a great fit because you're talking about a guy who breaks down the defense really well, is a great three-point shooter, uh, you know, as you said, fearless, kind of clutch player. Um, But I think, like you just mentioned as well, Miami really wants to bring him back for a team that just made it to the finals, of course. So they, you know, have no reason to want to break that thing up. Dragic is getting a little older, but he's still extremely effective. And before he got hurt, he was leading the team and scoring in the playoffs. So it just shows how important mm-hmm. he can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. So that would be a nice one, but we we don't think that's realistic. So we'll move uh, we'll move down the list. Uh, another free agent point guard, uh, DJ Augustine, who, of course, has been with the Magic for a few years, uh, right or wrong? Augustine. Um, Augustine. Oof. That's right, too, I would definitely say. That's a great fit, Augustine is, man. He's a quiet assassin, and um, it, he's pronounced. He's really a great attribute as far as on the offensive end, um, crafty, and um, man, DJ Augustine. He's man. I, I like I like DJ Augustine. That'd be a great fit. Now that I think about it, just looking at his old game in in, in a nutshell, that would be a really great fit for him. Yeah, no, I mean, my only worry with Augustine would be, you know, defensively and depending on what kind of lineups you're playing with, playing him with, but, you know, that could obviously be masked if you're playing him more with Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George in a better defensive lineup, but uh, simply from the fact of shooting the basketball, uh, being able to penetrate and get into the lane, uh, another good option. I think he would probably be more suited as a backup, but again, it doesn't hurt to, to beef up your roster and and as we also said, with Patrick Beverly having, you know, health issues over the past number of seasons, wouldn't yeah. be a bad insurance policy either. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I, uh, I think about it too. What you just said too, as far as the defensive end, though, he is a liability for sure. Similar to Reggie Jackson, just the size and advantage that he has. Um, but that can be hidden for sure. I think he has a, a great, great way of uh, leading on the court as far as this. Ben tenacity is all his offense is his defense for sure. All right, so we'll move uh, move forward. Kind of the on the flip side of Augustine, who's a great offensive player, struggles on the defensive end. 
What about Chris Dunn? Obviously, a young player with the Bulls, known more for his defense, uh, right or wrong, for the Clippers. Um, nah, Chris Dunn wouldn't be a good fit for sure. Uh, he's still got a lot of learning to understand and, and go through. I think what we need is probably somebody to actually have that mode is a little bit more seasoned for sure. Um, Dunn, Dunn would be a little bit of liability on the defense end for sure, you know what I mean, and been taken advantage of. And there would be a lot more help that the Kawhi Leonard would have to do as far as guarding point guards and everybody else down the list. And putting Paul George in foul trouble as well, which he uh, did towards the uh, the playoffs. Um, so I would think I would think that would be a that would be a no for me for sure. Okay, yeah, we'll move forward uh, again. Another another veteran point guard who's been around for a while. Uh, what about Jeff Teague? Teague, oh man. <laughs> Teague, uh, Teague is quick as hell. He's shifty. He's 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 lightning speed quick. I think his thing would be his shooting. You know, um, teams tend to play off of him on the shooting. Um, so he would really have to work on his shooting uh, from a from a guard standpoint. The Clippers are a shooting team. You know, they they get up jacks. You know, and you got to be able to keep up with them. If not, to help um, knock down a couple of shots that are wide open that's going to be given to you from the double team and triple teams that Kawhi and Paul George is getting. You know, so that's got to be a huge factor into that as well. So yeah, and I, I think say, I think especially ahead. with 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 Ty Lue and kind of the the offense that the Clippers will most likely play. He's already talked about wanting to push the pace more and, and obviously shoot more three pointers. So. Mm-hmm. While Teague can push the pace, you said the shooting could be an issue. We know he's in that kind of mold where he's a, a little smaller, not as good a defender either. So I tend to to lean away from that one as well, even though he is a talented guy. I don't know if the, yeah. the fit is perfect there with, with the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then another likely way out of the price range for the Clippers, but he is probably the one of the number one players on the free agent market, um, Fred Van Vliet, for, for coming from the Raptors. Uh, what would your your thoughts be if he was gettable uh, for the Clippers? Man, I would think Kawhi Leonard would be all in his ear if he was gettable, <laughs> for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, that, he's a sleeper, man. I really <laughs> – he's disturbing how, how crafty he is. You know what I mean? You would think this guy is out of shape the way he looks, but he is a – He's a slippery tool to get into the basket and, and getting into being a bug on defense, too. You know, he's got his hands in the passing lanes in the right direction. He's getting, you know, the right situations. He's forcing the defense um, at hands, you know what I mean, pushing the ball. Uh, he's turning the ball over uh, from the offensive standpoint. No, he's not turning the ball over from the offensive standpoint. I mean, he's putting a lot of uh, point guards in. Uh, turnover uh, ratio percentages mm-hmm. very well, you know. So uh, I would say that would be a great fit, but for sure that's out of the price range. Yeah, no, I think he, especially, uh, you know, if he's able to get it, there are a couple teams, not a lot with cap room. Of course, the Raptors are going to try hard to re-sign him, but, you know, just like we saw Malcolm Brogdon last year get over $20 million a year, I think that's what Van Vliet is going to be looking for. And sure. I'm sure he'll get it somewhere because – yeah. You know, he obviously already shown his playoff tested, was 
right there in that game six against the Warriors as a huge factor in closing out that championship um, mm-hmm. and has that experience with Kawhi. So in that a dream true. world, he honestly might be the perfect player to fit with the Clippers in terms of Definitely. you know his shooting ability, his ability to get into the lane and finish, and also just as a rugged, tough defender who is physical. But um, you He's know, coming if, off the bench with them, right? Uh, this the, past the year, he started, but yeah, he's uh, you know, he's done a little bit of both with, with the Raptors. Yeah. But he, uh, I think, yeah, a couple years ago, he started on the bench and worked his way into the starting rotation. Nah, that'd be a good look for him. I think that'd be something that'd be huge for him to to have that role of being a leader um, throughout the whole season and somebody a team that depended on him. That'd be dope for sure. Yeah, so Lead those team those are the main free agent targets, but we know that players are also gettable in the trade market. So there's a few other point cards that uh, we've highlighted on the, on the trade market, and we'll see your thoughts on them. Again, some of these are going to be much more unrealistic in terms of how easy it would be to trade for them. We'll give those caveats as well. But a couple of trade uh, potential point cards on the market uh, that we'll run through as well. So uh, mm-hmm. let, let's start with a, with a former Clipper. We've talked about this a little bit in the past. Be very, very tough to pull off. But the, the rumors are out there that he will likely get traded somewhere. Uh, Chris Paul, uh, for the yeah. right or wrong. No, I've heard rumors about him actually coming back with the Clippers. You know, um, I don't know if he was bumping heads with the coach or coaching staff at one point, but you know, he he kind of was trying to get over that hump too with the Clippers, and he had nagging injuries to, during those times, and the playoffs were uh, preventing him to you know be a hundred percent. Oh, man. Chris Paul actually reinvented himself this year, man. And it was hard to do because he's always been an all-star every single year. Um, but when he got traded, everybody thought he was just going to just tank and he was just going to be comfortable in his position. But he really um, came to his, came to himself, you know, with the thunder and stuff and uh, busted his ass. And, man, he he's a star, man, for real. I can't even knock him, man. He's been in the league for 15, 16 years now. And similar to LeBron James, you know what I mean? He's been holding his own uh, countless amount of how many um, uh, point guards come in the league. He's still dominating, you know, at a dominant force. So, man, if that would be something that they would target, I would definitely look into it because he deserves to be a caliber team on a caliber team like the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, from the uh, from the Hollywood look of it, you know, coming back, as you said, for – unfinished business and you know for how you know competitive the clipper teams he he was on over the you know the lob city era um it would be incredible it's just you would have to make a lot of the money work it would be you know especially for an oklahoma city team that would be not looking to take a ton of money back but um Mm -hmm. you know you'd have to look at it as how much it would gut the rest of your roster and that's just you know unknown at this point but it would be almost certainly some combination of basically what they got for him in the first place. You know, Beverly, Harold Williams, like it would have to be something like that to make it work, which is kind of ironic. But um, it would be really interesting, obviously, if there's a a big three of CP3, Kawhi, and and Paul George. Yeah, for sure. I think at the age that he's at now, the money that he's been making, and I'm not in his pocket by no means, is really not a huge aspect. I think if you want to be a champion, you have to actually, you know, cut some some losses into you know your pockets 
just to get your name edged in that you know that history stone for sure and um i think that that this is if this presents itself for sure he would he would definitely look into it for sure I yeah i think so we just see if you know for oklahoma city i'm sure they'd love to get something back for him but yeah. you know he did great things for them maybe if there's nothing you know brewing on the trade market that eventually at some point there could be buyout talks but um but yeah we'll just have to wait and see on that um we'll move forward in the in the trade target list someone mm-hmm. that we know is you know on the trade trade market but i'm sure the, the asking price is high uh drew holiday for the pelicans uh, young team mm-hmm. He's obviously, uh, you know, a little bit above their timeline, you know, closer to 30 years old. They've got all those, you know, 22-year-old kids. So, Drew Holiday, your thoughts on him? Drew Holiday, that man, that's a five-star resort right there. <laughs> I don't see I don't see nothing wrong with his game at all, you know, from both ends of the court. He is a monster, you know what I mean? And that's what the Clippers' signature is all about man is just being an all-around dog you know and that's what he what he is but highly unlikely but i would definitely pick i would throw in the whole basket everybody you know what i mean i would play with five <laughs> players if i can get a chance to get on his team for sure yeah no as, as we go down this list and i was talking about how fred van vliet would be the perfect compliment you could say the exact yeah. same thing about drew holiday and and maybe even yeah. more so that he's a. Uh, you know, a star in, in every aspect, handling the ball, shooting the ball defensively. Um, that would be an amazing pick. And like you said, five-star resort, you know, he's he's the real four seasons. He's not the, the four seasons total <laughs> landscaping. He's, he, he's the real deal. <laughs> the real Eiffel Tower. Yeah, <laughs> so that would be another, uh, as I said, unlikely, but another great option. Um, we'll look at some, some other ones that, you know, these names haven't been specifically in the trade market, but we know that these teams that they're on are looking to reposition themselves a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts about Mike Conley, who, of course, is with the Jazz right now? Mike Conley, the left bandit, man. Um, he's a sleeper, too, man. I, I don't know. I don't know if he has enough. I don't know what it's called. I don't know. I think, I don't know, really. He's been on teams that's just, not really like uh pushed him i would say you know what i mean yeah and um the jazz at one point i think it was last year they got to a point where they were contender teams and stuff but um he needs to be really pushed and looked at like okay here's your chance to really take a team and, and be successful you know what i mean it's all or nothing type thing and who knows what happened, you know, if, if he's going to be able to shine. And, because he he's a monster for sure, but sometimes he does get lost, you know, in games or something like that where you don't see too much of him uh, throughout the course of the game. He just let the game flow to him. He doesn't really, like, go after it like he did when he first came into the league. You know, his name was buzzing, like stupid buzzing, because <laughs> nobody can keep up with this dude. But now he's a little bit more. I I I'm never will say comfortable by no means because he's a double digit, off. I mean rebound. I mean points and assist type guy. But you know, um, I think he needs to really like come out of his shell and be presented as like one of those leading point guards that he needs to be. You know, like Damian Litter type things. Yeah, and I think you know a little bit opposed to the two guys we just talked about in Chris Paul and, and Drew Holiday. You know, Conley certainly. 
has been up in that caliber of player and still is a very talented player. But again, looking at just kind of the logistics of, you know, he's making 30 something million dollars a year, what it would take to get him. I don't know if it would be worth it compared to some of those other high profile guys who, you know, you would likely be willing to give up more to get them might not be worth it as much for, for someone like Conley. No, for sure. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. All right. So we'll, uh, We'll move forward. What about Ricky Rubio? What are your thoughts on on Ricky? Ricky, man, every day, every every year, he's really reinvented himself. Um, they said he can't shoot. He shows that he can. You know, he's still a young guy, um, uh, but seasoned. You know, as far as basketball wise, he has that 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 Euro tenacity where I'm really familiar with. Uh, just going out there and giving it all, something like Drogic, like you had, like you said before, um, just getting the job done. Who doesn't? He doesn't care, you know, what's on the stat sheet. He's going to do any and everything to get the, you know, the job done. So, I really like Ricky Rubio. Um, his game. Um, he's been shooting the ball a lot better. Uh, it would be something to look at for sure. I would definitely. I would definitely pick Ricky Rubio for sure, 100%. He's the leader. Yeah, I think, like you said, as long as he continues to to show an ability, any ability to knock down the outside shot, his passing ability would be highly valued <laughs> on a team like this. So I think that that could be a nice fit. Obviously, Phoenix is not going to give him away for nothing, but um, that's another you know potentially exciting fit. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, moving forward, how about uh, Derrick Rose? That might could happen, though. You know what I mean? Derrick Rose is looking for a, a contender team, you know. Uh, man, I heard the Lakers was trying to sue him as well. Yeah. Uh, so he's definitely willing to come to L.A., whichever team it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah, no, but, I um, think so. I think that fit would be interesting just because, you know, from the outside, Rose is not as good a shooter. But he does, you know, still, even after all the injuries – you know, break down mm-hmm. defenses and get into the lane as well as anyone. So that's that's an interesting one. It's a uh, tough to gauge. Uh, you know, obviously trade wise, I don't think I would really give up much. But if you know if he's willing to accept a, a lesser role, uh, that could be an interesting fit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You always got to throw in that wrench as far as the health wise and stuff like that. You can't really bank on him um, being a hundred percent healthy. He's got to have reassurance that you know you got to monitor that more than anything because he goes hard man you know we always know d rose has no calm button you know he's 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 made himself by really you know exploding and being the d rose that we all know on the scene and uh even though his game is taking a hold but he's still efficient from you know 15 foot in and uh getting to the basket creating for himself and putting pressure on the defense and the big man you know, driving to the basket and stuff. So D Rose is definitely a, a lights out uh, contender for sure. Yeah. So we got a we got a couple more on the list. Uh, three more for right or wrong um, mm-hmm. in the trade market. Uh, what about another former Clipper back in his younger days, uh, Eric Bledsoe? Bledsoe, ooh, <laughs> I like Bledsoe. Can't shoot a lick at all. <laughs> <laughs> he still can't shoot a lick. <laughs> One of the buffest guards I've ever seen play <laughs> basketball. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, for real. But uh, Bledsoe, he's um, his IQ is off the chart, man. And then um, he's he's he 
he's like he like D Rose, you know, but he's just he goes actually north and south. He doesn't go you know side to side. He's going right at you. So that pressure's dope, man. I, I really like you know Bledsoe's game. Um, just but you know they need somebody that can shoot the ball a little bit more. You know a little bit more touch on the outside. Yeah, Bledsoe would give them something similar to to Patrick Beverly. And, and granted, Beverly has been a much better three point shooter than than Bledsoe, but they both, you know, have that tenacity defensively. Bledsoe, much better, as he said, north south, getting into the lane, getting to the paint. Um, so that would be interesting. But obviously, as you said, you know, shooting I think is pretty imperative um, for whoever fits alongside the rest of this sure. lineup. So that it's going to be... come a time. It's going to come a yeah. It's going to come a time where one of these point guards that you're mentioning, if there is anyone that comes in, that's going to have to take a big shot, you know, and Bledsoe's definitely not on my list <laughs> to take yeah. that big shot for us. <laughs> by no means, yeah. All right, so I think I know where you're probably headed on this next right or wrong, uh, considering his shooting is still a work in progress, but uh, we mentioned the other New Orleans point guards. What about Lonzo Ball uh, for in the <laughs> trade market? Ball has, has, has changed that uh, transformer shot um, it looks a lot better and um, yep. he's just like a you know what the nonchalant I'm going to be honest with you the nonchalant isn't going to get it for this team I, I don't think you can actually have a point guard that just lets things come to him because you'll look up you'll be down by 15 points and we're still waiting for him to you know explode type thing you know like we need somebody when that ball is tipped up that you know exactly what you're going to get we still don't know what we're going to get out of Alonzo Ball, even though he can be a sensation at a lot of times. Um, getting into the pocket is one thing. Making good passes is another thing. We need people that can actually penetrate point guards that can actually get into the lane and create with contact. Alonzo Ball, he does a great job kicking the ball up and making extra passes on the break and stuff like that. But when it comes down to playing one-on-one, which this team is a one-on-one team, you know, in a nutshell, you got to be able to create for yourself and hold your own, you know, and Alonzo Ball doesn't give us that, you know, that percentage of where he can be efficient in that standpoint. That's how I look at it. All right. And then one more, um, again, not knowing if he'd be traded or not, this is obviously a little bit lower level than, than what we've been talking about, but a young player just like Lonzo. Uh, what about Frank Nielakina, who who's been on the Knicks for the past few years, still only believe. Okay. 22 or 23 years old uh your thoughts on on frank big guard yeah i like nico i like him he's a big guard man he's a, he's a he's a worm he reminds me of uh of um durant in a, in a in a way you know what i mean he's he's a big guard nice size nice 15 foot range can handle the ball like a guard um yeah i like him he's a great poise you know size of basketball and he handles the pressure well like yeah, I mean, obviously playing in New York, you know, I think, I think for him, offensive aggressiveness is a big thing, uh, and likely on a team like the Clippers, he would be essentially doing the same stuff that Patrick Beverly has done, and probably playing a very similar role. Great defender would have to knock down the three, but as you said, there is that component that there's a you know more potential there because he's younger and bigger and uh, could could grow into something more offensively. So that's. You know, someone that I think New York still values, but, you know, they yeah. have a high draft pick. They might take another guard. So, it, you know, someone who could potentially become available uh, in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. 
All right, and they then, let him go. Who knows, though? Yeah, and then one final one, just because, you know, the rumor mill kicks up as we get closer to these things. But uh, we've heard or just saw today that, uh, you know, the Clippers might be one of the teams interested. And Russell Westbrook, of course, is a huge name. Oh, man. What are your thoughts on, uh, on Russ? <laughs> Russ is looking for a team. I know he is. I know the Rockets are pretty much done with him. Um but he's looking for a team for sure. Um, who knows, you know, what, what's in Russ's head? You know, I think Russ is, he's willing to actually, I don't know, give a little bit to get a little bit. You know what I mean? And, and he did a lot for for the Rockets, and he's he's taken away a lot of his game in order to fit in. And maybe he'll be able to do that with the Clippers, you know? And um, who knows? Uh I said it before that Russ might not be a fit, but you know, Russ is Russ has always been a, a winner in my book for sure. You can't take that away from him. And uh, yeah, what you think? That's another one where just you know the fit is tough, and then I think I think more so than that, it's just the the price tag again because you have the just like the Chris Paul thing, you know, Russ with that huge deal is going to making I believe like forty four million dollars next year. So even to just put together any trade you'd have to maybe gut the roster and for what's already you know a tough questionable fit and we we emphasize the importance of shooting uh you know i just think that's not his strong suit and is probably not the best fit overall so you know unless it was some circumstance where you could have an you know an unlikely thing like a buyout uh then i don't think it's really uh you know realistic or the right thing uh-huh. understandable yeah but they are. They, they, you heard rumors that the Rockets are probably, you know, switching it up or going somewhere else, right? Yeah. No. I mean, I think you know, especially around this time, we're going to hear so many things, and um, you know, who knows what style the Rockets are going to play now that they have, you know, Stephen Silas is the new head coach there. Um, yeah. if, if they're going to continue to go with the model that they've gone, or if they're going to switch it up a little bit, but they seem like they're at least. You know, still sticking with Harden for for the time being, but you know whether they keep that Russ Harden thing going is uh you know to be determined. Okay, okay. But yeah, we've got a uh, a lot of point guard options and a lot of options in general. So we'll uh, you know, this was a good little game of right or wrong. We'll uh, we'll break down some other positions as we go forward, and we know that um, you know next week we'll be kind of looking forward to the draft and free agency and and the Clippers. You know, getting ready for a new season just a, a little over a month away. Yep, let's do it, man. For real, I'm excited about it. I'm glad they actually uh, activated it, and it's a go. Yeah, so uh, short off season uh, for some teams, though they've been off since March, so they're ready to go, and, and we're ready to <laughs> we're ready to get back to it too. So especially with uh, the way things ended, it'll be nice to to have some basketball back uh, sooner rather than later. Yep. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Believe in Clippers podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. And we're available wherever else you can find your podcast. With all that said, that's it for this week's episode. We'll talk to you again next week on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Clips.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.